What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rehab Room, the place where we talk about all things life from the middle of the journey. In this room, we focus on living, learning, and evolving in life one day at a time without the pressure of perfection. I'm your host, Therese Johnson, and I am so glad that you're joining me here in the room for another conversation. Before we jump into today's topic, if you have not already done so, please make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening from so that you're always notified when I upload a new episode. Also, if you don't mind, if you would rate this podcast as well and leave a review, that would be amazing. That way I can continue to reach more people and we can grow this platform together. Now, with all of that said, Let's get into today's topic. This episode is going to be dedicated to all of my moms out there. Yes, we're going to talk about this momming life, okay? It's spring break week, and y'all, I'm having to do a whole lot of momming this week that I was not prepared for. However, we're going to talk about it. Today, we're going to talk about what I call the super mom mentality and how it can push you into exhaustion if you're not careful. Super moms are ones who literally do it all, not because we necessarily want to, but because we feel like we have to. And then we're the ones left wondering, when will I ever get a break? Have y'all ever felt like that? Because I know I have a whole lot of times. If you can identify with this, keep listening. Real quick before we get started, I wanted to say that, yes, I have my window open because I am almost 31 weeks pregnant and I cannot have the fan on while I'm recording and it is super hot and it also happens to be a stormy night. So if you happen to hear a little rumble tumble in the background or maybe a random dog barking, please ignore it. But sis had to have some air in the room. Okay. Okay. Forgive me. All right. Cool. All right. So I want to start off this conversation with giving some context, especially for those um, who may be new in the room. Hey, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Those who may not be familiar with who I am. I am a mom of almost six, really technically almost seven. I've been a mom since the age of 16 and I'm now 35, about to have my sixth and final kid. I also have an adopted son who lives with us, whom I love just the same as the rest of my children. So technically, like I said, I'm about to be a mother of seven. Now, their ages are 20, 19, 16, 14, 14, and 7. And we'll have a newborn in about eight weeks, hopefully, crossing my fingers because I'm over it and I'm ready to get this little boy up out of me, okay? First of all, that age spread is ghetto. 20 and about to have a newborn is insane. Don't ask me why I did it. Don't even ask me why I asked the Lord for this kid and he granted it to me. Just... It's a long story, but that's ghetto to me. Secondly, in all honesty, for real, for real, for real, I am very thankful that God has allowed me to give birth to so many kids. I was never one who was like, oh, I want to have a whole bunch of kids when I grow up. I never even thought about kids until I ended up pregnant as a teenager. But this is just how life has turned out for me. Now, with all of that said, whether you have as many kids as I do, or you just have one, or maybe you're the super active auntie that always has their nieces and nephews, or you're the awesome grandmother who actually does her good grandmothering duties, whatever category you find yourself in, 
raising kids is a lot. And sometimes, if I could just be honest, like sometimes people say things to me like, well, at least you have help because I'm married. And yes, I do have help. But listen, and this is no shade to my husband. He works, okay? And I'm a stay-at-home mom. So majority of the management of these kids fall on me. I'm checking homework and grades and answering emails and signing all the papers. I'm keeping up with the schedules. Who has this practice? Who has to work today? Who needs a physical? Who needs to see the dentist? If they get sick, I'm the one taking care of them most of the time. And especially in this season where I am a legit stay-at-home mom without school or self-employment, other than the free accountant labor that I give my husband for his, you know, cleaning business. I'm monitoring conversations all day with these kids and, and monitoring screen time and listening to them argue and fussing at them to be nice to each other. I'm telling them to sit down, uh, you know, sit down, don't, don't run, don't do this, don't do that. All day long, I'm sitting down with them randomly doing Bible study just to get them away from their phones and their games for 15 minutes. I'm being asked, even at seven months pregnant, y'all, this is the thing. I'm being asked, what are we eating today, mom? What are we having for dinner? It's never, can I cook today, mom? Or I have, a, I have money to buy my own food today because, I mean, they're kids. But it's always what we eating. It don't matter that I'm around here wobbling like I'm on my 600-pound life. They want to know what they're eating. And they don't ask their daddy that. They ask me. I'm the chore police. I'm the bath police. And everything in between, I'm exhausted just telling y'all all of that. Honestly, being a mom, and I know you can identify with this, being a mom is one of the most selfless jobs that has ever existed. Your life becomes wrapped around your kids. Every decision you make, you have to consider your kids. The jobs you take, the vacations you take or don't take, the schools you apply to, the timing of which you can actually go to school. And for my single moms, you have to consider the men that you date, especially those that you may allow to come around your children. You have to heavily consider your kids and every single decision that you make. And the thing about being a mom is that that's not just like a temporary thing. Like that's pretty much how you operate in life for the foreseeable future. And it's so easy for us to get burned out. And sometimes burnout can happen when we don't even realize it. Like before this season, this season that I'm in, I'm currently able, like I said, to be a stay-at-home mom. And I don't have a whole lot of responsibilities. Thank God. It's the first time in forever that I've been able to live in this kind of resting season. But before this season, I honestly was running on fumes. If you listened to my Dear Diary episode last season that I recorded during the holiday times, you can literally hear in my voice how out of gas I was. Like I I was I was I was really I was out of it. And truthfully, I have been operating on fumes for years. Even during the pandemic where the world was put on pause, I never felt like I paused at all. I did take a break from the school that I was going to at that time, but I took a break because I had to be school monitor for my kids at home. I had to be the wake up sergeant, the drill sergeant, the homework monitor, the lunch lady, the, the nurse, the everything. So 
when and where did I get a break? And they were at home with me for a year and a half. I did not send my kids back to school. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. Them kids wore me out. I wasn't taking care of myself. My mental health was suffering. My anxiety increased. I wasn't sleeping well. And I mean, it's the rehab room, so I'm going to keep it 100. I may or may have not become a temporary wino because I did not know how to cope with life at that time. And I had no idea of what self-care even looked like. And if we're honest, most of us moms, we lack consistent self-care. We spend so much time on focusing on taking care of everyone else that we do not take care of ourselves. In fact, I could bet you if I took a toll right now, or not a toll, a poll right now and ask, when is the last time you did any form of self-care without feeling guilty? Most of you would not be able to give me an answer. You would give me one of those, like, I mean, maybe a month ago. I mean, for and for some, I mean, for some, y'all do it all the time. But for most of us, we do not have consistent self-care. And I want to say that it's not okay, but it is okay because what we don't know and what we don't put into practice or we don't already have in practice, we can start, which is really why I want to have this conversation today. The lack of self-care comes from us being too busy trying to be a super mom, super mom. We are guilty of having super mom mentality. The super mom mentality says that you have to do everything for everybody because it's only right when you do it. Plus, nobody else would do it. And since it needs to be done, you've got to be the one to do it. If you didn't get that, rewind it. In the super mom mentality, you take care of everyone else except for yourself. And it's not that we do this on purpose. It's just how things tend to be most of the time. You're so busy tending to the needs of your family that your needs go ignored. This mentality leaves you with very little room for taking a break or taking care of yourself because you are so busy trying to be all of the things to everybody that you yourself get lost in the sauce. And it gives way for increased anxiety exhaustion, and increased irritability. And y'all, that's not healthy. That is not healthy. A few months ago, I realized that I have spent years trying to be super mom and it was no longer working for me. So I began what I call super mom recovery. Now, this is where I want you to really lean in and just listen to what I have to say about this. Because super mom recovery is not easy when you have been used to being the one that does everything, the go-to person for everything, and you are the doer. This is not going to be easy for you to think about, but what I want you to do is just listen to what I mean by super mom recovery. Supermom recovery looks like this. It looks like you shifting from doing everything for everybody to delegating jobs to others, even if they don't do things 
the way that you would do them. So instead of you being the one always doing, you are telling other people, hey, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And you over there, yeah, you, you got a job too. Yes, there is a certain way that you would like things to be done. And yes, in your eyes, it's probably only right when you do it. However, that mentality is wearing you out and you don't even know it. For instance, like I said, I'm the cook in my house and my family is extremely spoiled when it comes to meals, but I don't want to be the only one that cooks all the time. Okay. Especially in this state that I'm in, I do not, y'all, I don't be having the energy to go in that kitchen five, six days a week like I used to. So I delegate the responsibility. Even tonight, I had one of the twins, she wanted to do nachos for dinner. And I was like, sis, go for it. So I sent her the instructions, told her what to do. And I did not step foot in that kitchen to even monitor her. I sat in my room on my bed and I listened. I listened to her get the pot out. I listened to see if she was, you know, how you, when you're uh, cooking ground meat or ground, ground turkey is what she used. I'm listening to her crumble up the meat in the skillet. And I did not panic for one minute. What if she put too much salt in it? What if she don't put enough salt in it? Blah, 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 blah. I ain't do all of that. I called out about 10 minutes into her cooking and I said, hey, Trin, how you doing? She went, I'm doing fine. Okay, cool, sis. Kept it going. Long story short, sis made some really good taco meat tonight. And I did not have to get up and do it. Why? Because I don't have to be super mom tonight. I'm tired. I don't feel like doing it. And I don't have to. I delegated the responsibility and everybody got to eat tonight. And that's a part of super mom recovery. It's being able to relinquish different responsibilities and saying, you know what? I don't have to do this. Somebody else can do this. In super mom recovery, we divorce the mentality of I'll do it just because we want something done either what we call the right way or a certain way. We allow others to take on different jobs and allow them to grow in their responsibilities. Over the last year, I have let my twins do their own hair. I have let one of the twins even do uh, the little one's hair. And yes, her parts might not be as straight, okay? It might not be as neat as I would do it. But guess what? The hair gets combed and I get to take a nap. And that is a huge win because another part of Superman recovery is not feeling guilty when you decide to take a break. When you get to take a break, that's a win, babe. When you get to take a nap, or you get to just do nothing, that is a win. And this, let me be very clear, this is not a call to laziness or procrastination or, you know, just being like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to be a mom no more. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm referring to is being able to recognize I need to slow down. It's being able to recognize I need a break. It's being able to stop the consistent on the go mentality and just pause for a minute. Sometimes we feel every single moment of our day with something. And even when we're not doing something, we're silently thinking about all the things that need to be done. So mentally you're still busy and that's not healthy. I have learned the art of, I'm not, I'm not doing it today. 
I'm not doing it today. That has been a huge part of my super mom recovery. It's okay if that laundry don't get done today. You can do it tomorrow. It's okay if the meal that you plan for today gets traded for sandwiches and chips and you cook tomorrow instead. It's okay if that hair get combed tomorrow. It's okay if insert whatever you want to gets done tomorrow. If you're tired and you just don't have it to give, I have one word for you. Don't. Okay. Just don't. Why? Because nobody benefits from you exerting energy that you don't have. It only leads to burnout. So what I'm going to need you to do as you agree to this super mom recovery, which you will. Okay. I need you to learn how to take a guilt free break and breathe. Just breathe. Okay. It's not lazy for you to opt out for a day. Sometimes, mama, listen, that's the best thing you can do for yourself. And I mean that, okay? Another part of Superman recovery is guilt-free, consistent self-care. We talked about that earlier in this episode. Self-care is necessary for us. It's so necessary for women, especially with children and jobs and school and husbands and this and that. We have to take care of ourselves, and super mom recovery is learning to do that consistently. This looks like planning at least one day a month to do something that is just about you. It can be a rest day where you only do the essential things and let everything else handle itself. It can be taking a half day from work so you can grab yourself some lunch, come home, eat, and take a nap. Of course, it could be a spa day or a mani-pedi day. It could even be a therapy session. Do y'all know that therapy counts as self-care? Huh? Did, did, did you know that? Did you know that? I'm going to say it again. Therapy counts as self-care because you are doing that for yourself. And I'm going to leave that there. For my shopping mamas, retail therapy also counts as self-care. Let me tell y'all something. Go buy yourself a new bra. (laughs) Yes, I said it. Go buy yourself a new bra and lift them boobs up. Sis, lift them up. See, I can say that now because my friend got me hip to wearing better bras. Hey, friend. And baby, I ain't turned back since. Go out there and buy yourself a good bra and see if that'll make you feel like a million bucks. Honey, that is self-care care. The point is do something for you, not for anybody else, but just for you. That helps you to take the focus off of everyone else and tending to the one who really needs you most. And that's you. Why? Why do you need you most? Because you're important too. Okay. Say that with me. I'm important too. Lean into that. You're important, mom. You're important. You're important. You're important. The last part that I want to share about super mom recovery is learning to set boundaries. Now, this is one I really want you to just listen to me. I know that this might be a little difficult to hear and it's going to sound a little mean, but I promise you it's going to help you in the long run. And this, I will say, is tough for those with like the little, little kids because them little people don't be respecting boundaries at all. I mean, they want to be up under you all of the time. 
which I am actually mentally preparing for as we speak because the thought of starting from square one and going back to infancy and toddler years and the clinginess and the neediness, like that is currently frightening, to be honest, but we'll talk about that another day. However, boundaries are important. And what I mean by that is when you need time and space to yourself, you have the right to let your kids know and ask them to respect that space. I'm going to say it again. When you need time and space to yourself, you have the right to let your kids know and ask them to respect that space. For example, if I've been gone all day and I walk in the door, my kids, they're naturally going to come running to me and they want to tell me all about their day, which is amazing. I love my babies. But if I've had a long day, most of the time when I've had a long day and I've been gone, I need a minute to decompress. I need a minute to either go to the bathroom or sit in my room or a lot of times I sit in my car to just breathe, prepare my mind. Like, hey, sis, we got to go in here with these kids and they're going to want to talk and you're going to you're going to need to pay attention. You're going to need to be present in the moment. You got to You got to get yourself together. Talk, breathe, do all of those things. So what I have learned to do is I let my kids know if I come in the door and I haven't sat outside to decompress, I'm, I'm going to greet them. I'm definitely going to acknowledge their presence. Hey, y'all. How was everybody? Everybody day good? Good. Cool. OK. I want to hear all about it. But before we start talking, I'm going to go in my room for about 10 minutes. And then when I come out, you can tell me all about your day. Now, I'm going to be honest. The first time I did that, one of the twins kind of gave the side eye like, ooh, like, dang, we can't even talk to you when you get home. Like, she was a little salty about it. But what she didn't understand was I was doing that for her benefit because if I did not go decompress, I am still stuck in what happened outside of that door that day. And so I need to release those things. I need to come in. I need to settle myself and I need to breathe so that I can be fully available for her in that moment. And so the more I began to do that, the more they've gotten used to me saying like, hey, I love y'all. Hold on. I'll be right back. Like, does that, I hope that makes sense to you. And it's not rude. It's not me being mean or anything, but it literally is my way of being able to give them the best parts of me. Small boundaries like that are really necessary for busy moms. Even things like not letting them interrupt your bathroom time or not interrupt your car sitting time, things like that. Like when I pull up and I want to sit in my car and they come running outside I'll greet them. Hello. I want you to go back in the house until mommy comes in. And they be mad about that. But guess what? They get the best of me when I get out that car. And everybody wins. Or even when I'm in a room with my man and we're trying to talk or, you know, whatever. Them kids get one knock and you better not turn my door because number one is going to be locked. But I mean, even when you turn it, don't do that. Knock on my door. I'm going to acknowledge you. I'm either going to tell you, hold on one second and open the door, or I'm going to tell you, I'll be out in a second. It's a boundary. Everybody say that. It's just a boundary. And it's okay. Boundaries are okay. And they are necessary when you are coming out of being that super mom.
The goal of today's conversation was to get you to shift from the super mom mentality to what I call the me mom life. In the me mom life, me, the woman, is just as important as being a mom. I have the liberty of putting myself first when I need to, and there is no guilt attached to it. I used to be the one that lived by the motto that my husband and my kids are my life, right? And there was nothing wrong with that except it was burning me out because I had no life outside of them. But now I'm a woman who has a life that also includes a husband and a whole bunch of kids. You see the difference? Like they're my whole life versus no, I have a life and they're a part of it. Yes, I play my role with them, but I have a life outside of that role. And that's one thing that I learned from my mentor that I hold near and dear to my heart. Before anything, before I'm a mom, before I'm a wife, before I'm all these things, baby, I'm a woman. Okay. Before you are all the roles that you play, you're a woman. And that means that I am so much more, you are so much more than just a mom, a wife, and whatever role you play. I've learned to value my womanhood even more now than ever. I honor my needs, my emotions, my dreams, and everything that makes me me. I would have never gotten to this place if I had not learned to make me a priority the way that I make other people a priority. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to encourage you to start paying more attention to yourself just as a woman. Like tend to the things that increase your happiness. Do the things that you desire to do instead of just doing all the things that you have to do. Whatever it is that you feel like you can't do because you're so busy being a mom or a wife or all the things that you do, here's your permission to do it. Do those things. Start that new career. Start that business. Start writing the book. Start hanging out more. Start having date nights, like for real date nights, not just at home watching TV with your man. Start actually carving out time to go on a date every month or take yourself out every month. Whatever you need to do to take care of yourself, sis, that's what I want you to do. Take care of yourself. Trust me, you'll be a better mom when you start taking better care of yourself as a woman. Well, mamas, we have reached the end of our conversation today. And in all honesty, I really didn't know how I wanted to close this episode until this morning. I received an encouraging message from my mom as it relates to my motherhood journey. And as I was reading it, my light bulb went off right away. And I knew that I needed to end this episode encouraging you all the way that she encouraged me. Because sometimes as a mom, We don't always feel like we're doing a good enough job. We don't always know that we're hitting the mark no matter how hard we try, which is actually how we land in the trap of trying to be a super mom in the first place. We figure if we don't do X, Y, and Z, then we failed. But as you live and you learn and you continue journeying as a mother, you'll realize that that narrative is so far from the truth. So as you journey to becoming a me mom and divorcing the super mom mentality, I want to leave you with some of the words that my mom spoke to me this morning. 
She said, I want you to know that I am very proud of you as a mother. You may not think that you manage this well all of the time, but I promise that God is pleased. He chose you. He knew that you were the one who'd have the capacity to love, correct, guide, teach, encourage, chastise, and inspire them all at the same time. You are a phenomenal mom and I love you. She sent that message to me, but I'm passing it on to you. I want you to breathe that in. You're a phenomenal mom. Embrace it, celebrate it, accept it. No more striving to be a super mom because guess what? You are enough as a mom, just as you are. You're enough. I want you to say that I am enough. You don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to go above and beyond. You don't have to do the everything because everybody needs you. No, you're enough even if you don't cook tonight. Even if you don't do the laundry. Even if you make them kids clean up after themselves because they should be doing it anyway. You are a phenomenal mom. That's it. And that's all. And with that said, I am signing off for the day to go be a mom. I'm going to watch a movie with these girls tonight. And that's going to be how I end my night. I pray that you ladies take care of yourself. And as you continue on this momming journey, don't you ever forget that you are a phenomenal mom. Okay. I love you all. I hope that you've gotten something from today's episode. If you did, please leave me some feedback, share this with another fellow mom. And until next time, I will see you again soon in the rehab room. Bye.